0: Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Lunchtime Chats with BTO. I'm your host, Kiera. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the concept of consequences and expectations for youth and how consistency is absolutely going to be your best friend with this behavior management technique. I will be breaking down how to set expectations with clear consequences for youth, how clear, direct communication plays a role, what consequences and follow-ups with youth can look like after not adhering to the expectations set, and how consistency can be can help to build connection. There's a lot of content today, so just bear with me, like I always say. Uh, but stay tuned for next week's episode where I will be having Nick DeSalvo on again, who you guys all loved by the way uh but he will be back uh next week for another great episode talking with me about utilizing some basic counseling skills as always if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover on this podcast we absolutely want to invite you to check out our contact information in the show notes to reach out to us and send us your requests or you can even send us in some of your own experiences for us to talk about and reflect on on this podcast as always, we want our listeners to know that we're here for you, we're here as a tool for growth, and we want to hear from you. But with that said, let's dive into today's episode. So establishing expectations for youth, whether that's in an after-school program, in a home, in a classroom, what have you, that is such an important step to building trust, connection, and communication. It's the first step to creating physical safety, but it also promotes emotional safety. Expectations help all of us to be held accountable for our choices and actions, and they also help us to create supportive relationships with others. Expectations are taught to us when we're pretty young, right, Uh, when we're little, uh, you know, in that, you know, two, three, four age even, we're taught to treat others with respect follow directions, listen to others, be kind, etc. But once children exit that stage and they enter into their school-aged years and their adolescent years, they begin to question the expectations that we set. They begin to test more boundaries and they're looking to seek some more independence. This is very, very natural and it's absolutely necessary for their learning and their own growth teens start to ask questions when expectations don't make sense to them. They will begin to piece together the inconsistencies that they're seeing within adults' words and their actions if they're feeling unheard or confused about the rules that are set for them. And when this happens, we usually start to see youth not following the expectations or the ground rules because fairness Compromise and understanding are absolutely important for them to be able to follow those directions and to follow those expectations. And when that's not present for them, it's going to be hard for us to see those desired behaviors. So with that said, what even is a reasonable expectation for youth? Well, the first step to defining a reasonable expectation is to start a conversation with them. What might seem like an obvious expectation to adults, for example, not smoking, that might not necessarily mean the same thing to a teen. Expectations are a way of communicating your, ba- your boundaries as well as your values, while still offering youth space to explore their own independence and make their own choices. But setting expectations takes a lot of intentional effort Intentional time and intentional care. There must be a real investment from everybody, including the youth, when creating realistic rules for them. But creating a list of expectations isn't enough, though. There has to be a mutual agreement and understanding of the expectations that everybody's on board with to be able to have a functional setting and a functional group, whether that's at home, school, after school program after school programs, etc. But getting youth involved in the process of setting rules can really help in the process of defining them. And, and so that really helps them to understand what's expected of them. This makes sure that they, that they understand the expectations as well as the consequences. Youth who are able to identify the expectations, identify the rules, and even the tasks that are being asked of them are much more likely to follow them rather than youth who are being told what the rules are and what to do without really having a say in what that looks like for them. So opening up a dialogue to promote that kind of understanding and present them with opportunities to ask you questions about what they think, or to talk about what's important to them, helps them feel more positive about the expectations and the rules rather than them framing these kinds of rules as constraints. It is important to keep a healthy balance when it comes to setting uh, those expectations so that we're not setting those too high or too low. If we're setting them too high, we might create an environment where there's a lot of unnecessary pressure for youth to succeed because they feel that those expectations are inaccessible unattainable or they feel unsupported but on the flip side if we set those expectations too low we might cause some issues with some low self-esteem some low self-efficacy and we might have a hard time creating connections with youth with youth because there's some distrust there. A healthy balance is going to look more like setting an expectation that is slightly above what the child is already doing to push them towards learning and towards progress. We can't expect youth to make leaps and bounds just because we say they quote, should. We have to set up opportunities for them to succeed little steps at a time. So we've been talking about what a clear expectation is, but what does that even mean, right? Well, as always, I think we've been talking about this a lot in our podcast this season. It depends on development. You can still have the same expectations and rules for a 12-year-old and a 17-year-old, but the, concept- the conversations around them are going to look a little bit different because the understanding is different. When establishing expectations, it's important to use clear, direct language that is developmentally appropriate. So, for example, we talked about this before in this podcast, um, but children under the age of 13, 14 have not developed this concept of abstract thought, right? So they don't necessarily understand what it means when an adult says, quote, be responsible, or quote, be respectful their definition of what these concepts look like are going to look different than an adult, whereas a 17-year-old person might have an easier time navigating what these concepts mean because they've already had the language and the, the development to create connections to understand the tasks that require them to be respectful or the tasks that require them to be responsible. Instead, With a 12-year-old, you might want to use more specific and task-oriented language. So, for instance, you might want to replace, quote, be respectful with, quote, it's important to listen to your friend and wait your turn to share your story. Or maybe another option might look like, quote, make sure to raise your hand if you have something to share if you're in a classroom. Just as it's important to lay out what it means to meet an expectation, it's also very important to be clear about the consequences that follow if that expectation is not met. These should also be established with youth alongside the creation of the expectation so they understand what happens after not adhering to the expectation. This absolutely helps youth to not feel blindsided by a punishment and helps them to hold themselves accountable. So we're talking about consequences. What happens when they don't adhere to the expectations or the rules that are set? Well, what happens next is following up with the already established consequences to the choices that they made. Expectations are stepping stones for teens to explore independence while still learning about responsibility and accountability. Like we spoke about earlier in this podcast, it's important to note that when you as the adult are reacting to non-desired behaviors with emotion, you need to take a step back and really, really check yourself to help promote a healthier relationship and healthy conflict. Adults must learn how to separate the teen from the behavior. If teens are not adhering to the expectation that was agreed upon, then it's again important to remember that 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 teen is not characteristically quote bad or quote defiant. It just means that they're testing these boundaries and as the adult, you must follow through with the agreed upon consequence to create consistency. And taking this step can absolutely help you to foster healthy relationships with them regardless of the boundary testing that they are exploring. So for example, right? There is an expectation within the BTO Teen Center space here that it's important to not touch others or their belongings without consent to an appropriate extent. So this expectation is clearly defined by staff to teens in the space to remind them that this is not an acceptable behavior. Conversations are had with students who uh, who fail to follow this expectations At BTO, we use a three warning system. So what that looks like for us is the first warning is a verbal warning about the behavior and reminding of the expectations. The second is another verbal warning and a deeper one-on-one conversation about the intention behind the choice that they're making to not follow the expectation, along with a reminder about the third and final warning, which is them being asked to leave the space for the remainder of the day staff members lay out the choices that students can make within the warning system if they make it to two warnings uh, which allows for understanding of their non-desired behaviors but still allows them to test boundaries and make their own choices it's also important to note that all students when this happens when they reach the uh, if and when they reach the third warning and are asked to leave are always invited to come back the following day or after having a one-on-one conversation with a leadership staff, if the behavior is considered pretty serious or dangerous. These one-on-one conversations really allow for us to follow up on the issue from the previous day or the previous week, whatever the situation is, and gives us a space to clearly outline the expectations for them to follow moving forward. At bto we absolutely value consistency within the system to ensure that our students clearly know the expectations of them in this space when they have a question about the rules whether that's serious or or silly we are always happy to answer them to help maintain consistency and help them have an understanding of what the behaviors are and what they're being expected what's expected of them and what and their behaviors within the expectation that's set. So if you've been following along on our podcast journey, you'll find that this episode's content pulls from a lot of different episodes from both seasons one and two. Today we talked about how setting a clear expectation and following up with consequences not only helps with behavior management, but also aids in building connection. The consistency of communicating expectations and consequences helps us at BTO with our students to create safe spaces for them. It also lets them know what behavior is appropriate, what behavior is not appropriate or acceptable within our space, and that the consequences of their actions will always be the same while being met with understanding, empathy, and open conversation, not punishment. Because of this consistency, and setting clear expectations, we can, again, create safety for the teens that we serve. That was talked about in Season 1, Episode 2. Due to the safety, we also open up avenues for exploration of independence, cultivating a positive sense of self, and it also helps us to establish goals with our youth, which was talked about in Season 1, Episode 1. We are very, very intentional about the language that we utilize with the youth that we serve. And this intentionality with language opens up avenues for empowerment, talked about in season one, episode four, and even modeling, which will be talked about in our very next episode, I believe uh, episode, season two, episode seven, I'm sorry. Um, But this also, again, opens up uh, a space for us and allows us to uh, use our environment at the Teen Center uh, to talk about self-care to challenge them and to help them explore their abilities and skills while also uh, giving them a safe environment for them to practice what it looks like to ask for help which was talked about in season 1 episode 7 We also open up opportunities for them to fail and try again by giving them choices, which was talked about in our very last episode, Season 2, Episode 4. And we allow for a wide range of developmental ages to access the same care and services here uh, at BTO, while also adhering to the same expectations. Um, All of our students adhere to the same expectations that are communicated to them depending on and according to their development. And as we discussed in this season in episode two, we need to make sure that all students know what we mean when we set expectations. So if you haven't noticed, we are very, very intentional about everything that we do here at BTO, from the activities that we prepare for our teens, to the partnerships we create to support our nonprofit, to the organization of this podcast content. Not only do we deeply care about the students that we personally serve in our community, but we want to be a source of support and aid to help you care for your youth in your community. And ultimately that's why we do this work and that's why we're here on this podcast. But that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Before you go, episodes of Lunchtime Chats with BTO are free on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to hear episodes ad-free, get extra content, and have opportunities for mini consultation services, you can always subscribe to our Patreon account, Brookline Teen Outreach, linked in the show notes. Another way you can support our show is to make sure that you subscribe to our podcast it's so helpful for our growth at BTO if you give us a review and rate our podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com Brookline Teen Outreach, Instagram at handle Brookline Teen Outreach, Twitter at handle Brookline underscore teen, our LinkedIn account at Brookline Teen Outreach Center, and again, our Patreon account at Brookline Teen Outreach. You can always find more resources and information on our website, brooklineteanoutreach.org. You can find counseling resources on our sister organization, Compassionate Counseling's website, compassionatecounselingpa.org. Thanks so much for listening.